Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about finding the friend who helps us live in freedom, truth, and love. That's the truth. If you've never looked at the YouTube version, go look at the YouTube version because Nick really, really loves his studio that he has created, which is is beautiful. And also, he loves these headphones. I love headphones. He loves loves to hear himself speak like this. Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, the podcast you cannot live with. There you go, Bible study version. We're so glad to have you with us. Hey, we really, really want to tell you guys out there in our tribe, we really appreciate you. We really do. We are so grateful that uh, we are on this journey together with with us and the Holy Spirit, getting to know Him. And uh, if you listen to the last uh, podcast episode before this, Him helping us to know ourselves, which we really don't know ourselves as well as we think we do. Um, so we're going through uh, the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 11, a verse at a time. You want to uh, do the honors about why the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible that we remind ourselves? Well, first of all, you got to remember that. The Holy Spirit did write the Bible. He wrote it. Because he loves us. And he wants to have a relationship with that's us, right. not just more information. So yeah, this, and, and that's really important. Look, mm, he wrote the Bible. Yep. Okay. It wasn't John. It was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So there are things in, in, in Scripture that you wonder why it's in there. There's a reason for it. Yeah. Well, he, he and John did it together. I mean, this is, the, this is what's wonderful about it. It's like, yeah, he wrote it, but John wrote it. But he wrote it, but John wrote it. They wrote it. It's the, it's the Holy Spirit and John doing this together. That's why this is John-flavored gospel. Right, exactly. And yeah. that, that goes to the show in our last podcast, how he speaks to us individually. Right, exactly. And how you can be you with the Holy Spirit right. and be part of the kingdom of God. Like You are made specifically to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit that, that enables you to live in the kingdom and do things for the kingdom that nobody else can do. And, and they're fun. When you, when you know who you are, um, when you know who you are and you're working with the Holy Spirit, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> when you don't know who you are and uh, you find yourself at odds with the Holy Spirit, it's called depression <laughs> or anxiety. All right, so enough of the prelims. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm going to start in verse 30 of John chapter 11. We're going to come up to verse 37. This is the next big break in the story. Interesting, okay? Here we go. Verse 30, John chapter 11. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Verse 35, shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Verse 36, then the Jews said, see how he loved him. Verse 37, this is our focus today. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man, have kept this man from dying? Boy, that's the $64,000 question, isn't it? Not Let's sure read that is. again. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Okay, Holy Spirit, you wrote this for us, 
please lead us in this discussion and uh, lead us into more relationship with you. Okay, what do you see? What's... Uh, there's just that is the sixty-four thousand dollar question right there. For those of you who don't understand what sixty-four thousand dollar question means, there should be a show called the sixty-four thousand dollar question. Many many years ago, shows your age, Ron. Mm, sorry. Well, no, not sorry. That's just what it is, dude. What do you uh, see? What do you see, sir? So remember the sweep of the camera, if you will, in this in this story. We're thirty-seven verses in. Thirty-seven weeks that we've been doing this. Lazarus has been in the tomb a long time now. Uh, um, we have seen the camera sweep across all these different people, yeah, the that's disciples. Right. That's right. Uh, at some point, there was a messenger that came from Mary and Martha. Yeah. There was Lazarus who was sick and then died in here. Uh, the camera has swept across Mary and Martha. Uh, and now, it, the last, last week and now, it's sweeping across this group of people called the Jews. And mm. the Jews is a particular phrase that John uses in, in writing with the Holy Spirit that at, uh, at some point in the story are going to become problem. Actually, throughout the story, they're kind of a problem. Because I think if you go back into chapter 10, um, it might have even said back there that the Jews were trying to stone him. Um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure... I might be wrong about that, but look at that because that's important. Well, know, well, here the things. here the focus here the focus is on um, here the focus is on these this group of people lumped together and called the Jews. I'm just going to call them the religious community who um, who in within whom Jesus is working and um, and trying to reveal who he really is. Okay. So what do you see? Okay, well, there it is. No, there it is. Verse 8. This is in this chapter. Uh, he says, they said a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you're going back there. That's in, in this, you know, we, we did that in episode 8 of the Bible study. So there's this group of people who okay, <laughs> are right. often I problematic. It. I got it. I got it. Okay. I mean, I what don't have it. I'm just going to tell you what. Nah, listen, this was, it just hit. I'm not saying, it's just my thoughts here. So, Mary said the same thing, basically. If you had come here, my brother would not have died, correct? But I think the Jews are saying it kind of in a snarky way. Hmm. There's always a critic in the crowd, right? And More than one. Yeah. And they're just saying, yeah, he could have kept this man alive. What the heck is his problem? You know, oh, yeah. You heal the blind. Uh, so, in other words, what I try this try this on. I just heard this. This is a not a statement of faith. No, this is a statement of doubt. Yeah. Hey, could, couldn't couldn't he the one? Couldn't the one who opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man from dying? In other words, oh, maybe yeah, maybe true. they're saying this this guy maybe he didn't open the eyes of the right, blind. Right, he's man. heard this. Yeah, they've heard this. Yeah, well, if if he really was all that, right. He would have done this because, hey, he's crying. He's he's engaged. And other yeah, he's words, a fake. I never thought about that. He's wow, a that's fake. That's the first time I no, ever saw He's a fake. That. He's a fake. Wow. He's another fake. You think that's what this is saying? Uh, I think it, for them to say that, yeah. Uh, listen, for sure they've never seen him 
uh, heal the blind or a leper or the cripple. They've definitely never seen it because they wouldn't say that. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good point, too. We, we, we quickly edit out anything that doesn't fit into our own paradigms, don't we? Yeah. We'll, That's true. We were just talking about that this morning, how we will gather up people who agree with us and we will avoid people who will disrupt us and say, because no one likes to be disrupted. You know, no one's going to thank you for that. Well, I'm just seeing it as a snarky, critical, mm. unfaithful way. Mm. Wow. That's, I got to get that in my head. I think you're right. Because the, Jew, the Jews, that phrase... Uh, as far as I know, is never something that is a a positive. Every time they come up, it's something in opposition to Jesus, and and um, either doubt or they're trying to kill him, or um, you know. And we said last week they they don't get him. They it, the people who are there. Like I, I was just going back through this and thinking, yeah, this this whole picture of these religious people. They came to the funeral out of obligation because that's what you do because you don't want to look bad don't miss the funeral but Jesus doesn't come to the Jesus doesn't miss the funeral because he is uh, unloving actually it's the opposite he says I'm going to miss the funeral because I do love him (laughs) so the religious people are all discombobulated they're like wow wait a second this guy's crying but he missed the funeral oh but if he really, if he really was all this miraculous power in this guy, um, couldn't he have, couldn't he have done this thing? Interesting. Here's here's another thought. Because <clears throat> we we opened up saying that the Holy Spirit with John wrote this, inspired it. Why would John say, or why would the Holy Spirit put this out there? He didn't say, but the Jews said. He said, but some of them said. And I'm wondering why he didn't put them all in a group. Why he he points out, because there's always a critic in the crowd, right? Why did he say some of them? Why, is he, why isn't it a blanket statement? Mm. Is he... I think that's, that's it, some. No, oh, that's a great point. I didn't even, I didn't even see that. But some of them. Hey, not all of them. He didn't say all the, and all the Jews were wondering. Just, you know, it's almost like um, the silent majority, right? The 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 ones that are in belief of something are quiet, and then there's always someone in the crowd that uh, has a louder voice, but not uh, what the consensus is. Mm. So maybe it's one of those things. Like, hey, I just want you to know, not everyone was with him. There were there were some critics. Yeah, I like that. I I think that's that's good. That that's a good thought because th- so the Jews, the whole the whole bunch of the Jews, whatever you know, monolithic group that is, they the the spokes person or the the way the holy spirit projects right. this upon them is they say right how see how he loved him so it, evidently this affects the whole group right and then there's this subset who kind of go yeah right. and, and they're the ones that are the the hardcore doubters they're the ones that want to cast aspersion on who jesus is hey couldn't he have done this actually what's interesting is i, I go back you know the 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 events that they're talking about 
are, are the things that just happened back in chapter 10 before this. That's where the blind man, which is a whole great story, another great story. Maybe we'll do that at some point because that's fascinating too, where the guy is blind and then he goes to show himself to the Pharisees and the Pharisees throw him out because he says Jesus healed him. And they're like, Jesus didn't heal you. He can't do that. He's a pagan. He does things on the Sabbath. And so it's not possible, you know. And so th- that that's really fresh, is what I'm saying. Right. When Got this it. is going on, um, and you, I don't, I know, I kind of, and I think I'm pretty sure that would have happened in Jerusalem. These people are from Jerusalem, like it says in the beginning of right. this chapter. Yeah. This group of Jews, because it because where this happened was near Bethany, was near Jerusalem. Because of that, they came here, and so now they're here, and you have a. You, you have this kind of reaction in the crowd that there's some in the crowd that are like, no, they're hardcore doubters and they're not going to get, um, they're not going to get swayed by this, um, by this magician, you know, who manages to fake out everybody and say that he, uh, he healed blind eyes. You know, here's another thought. This is now going off the Bible. Haven't you, haven't you experienced people saying, um, I'll just, it's not towards you or towards me, but I've heard this before. Oh, yeah, this guy, uh, yeah, he, he, I'll just put it like, uh, now, let's try. Uh, listen, he, this person loves people, but he, you know what? He's not really hearing from God when he tells you these things. I Listen, I know he cares about you, uh, but he's telling you what the Holy Spirit is saying and, and speaking into your life, and, you know, come, come on. Uh, he's not really hearing from the from God and the message that he just gave you. But listen, I know he loves you. I know he cares about you. Hmm. It's very similar to that. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I make it personal. So listen, I know you love me, but you tell, and this has happened before and vice versa. Hey, listen, let me tell you what the spirit told me about that conversation we had about you, Nick. He said this, okay? I could say, listen, I know Ron loves me. I know you do, but come on. You, <laughs> you're not gonna tell me what God told you to tell me. Mm. Give me a break here. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So there's a yes consensus. He loved him, but come on, he's not a healer. Mm. Right. Huh. Look, I found this in my notes. I'm gonna read this. This I think I want to just land here. Go ahead. Uh, catapult off of this into the end uh, here, or, or uh, springboard off of it. Uh, there are people who like to stand at the edge of God events and tweak things. Oh my! Did God really say, aren't you the son of God? Could he have healed? They are cowards who have no stomach for a direct encounter with Jesus or the people who love Jesus. If you press them, they're the ones who fall back and say things like, I was only asking a question. The thing to do with them is, is to turn their questions back on them. Did Jesus heal the blind man? Do you believe Jesus could have healed Lazarus? Why are you here asking questions? Do you want to be saved also? Which is exactly what happens when the blind man is questioned over who healed him. Basically, he puts the questions back on the Pharisees and he says, you know, hey, listen, why are you so curious? You know, do do you want him to heal you too? Do you want do you want to know him too? 
And that's the thing to do to the critics. That's the thing to do to, do to the people like this. Hey, I don't know. Answer the question yourself. Could he? Could he have healed him? Like, I, I, I've got to wow. answer that question for my own self. You, you can't be in the crowd and get the crowd answer to this. It isn't God so loved the world. It's God so loved you. You can't come into a relationship with Jesus in a group of people. You have to come oh in on gosh. your own. You have to relate to That's him on your true. own. And you have to answer these questions. This question right here, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? That's your question. That isn't, that isn't a, a rhetorical question, which it seems to be in here. Like They're asking it rhetorically. Well, I'm just asking a question here. I just want to pose the question. That's what people do to me all the time. Well, if God, you know, is God good? Is it? No, you answer the question. The question that you pose, I pose it right back to you. Well, could he? Could he? I mean, listen, I'm sitting on the edge of a miracle today. I'm sitting on the edge of a miracle today. This has happened in my family, okay? Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, my father-in-law, three weeks ago, my father-in-law has lung cancer. That's a good story. Um, I'm told, you know, he's an 80-plus-year-old guy. His, he has congestive heart failure. It's, it's a bad diagnosis. Goes to one of the top five hospitals in the country. They, they do their PET scan. They do their MRI. They look, look at this and they said, look, this is a tumor. There's activity in the tumor. And you go, okay, that doesn't sound good. So yesterday, so he comes home. <laughs> this is amazing. Like, I don't think I told you this. He comes home from the hospital. And, uh, and he says to my wife, his her dad says to him, her, I don't think I have cancer. Okay. He says, I, I just don't believe I have cancer. And you go, oh, okay. I mean. Okay, old man. Yeah, old man. Did, did, did Jesus tell you that? Did the Holy yeah, Spirit right. speak exactly. to you? I don't know where exactly that came from. Right. My son, Chase, my son, Chase, when he hears that, he says, hey, I had a dream last night that Papa does not have cancer. It's just not cancer. And I go, well, Amen. You know, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, I believe in dreams. I believe the Holy Spirit speaks. I believe it all. I believe he heals. Yesterday, he goes in and gets a biopsy. <laughs> and, um, and of course, we're, we're just waiting for the report to come out and say, yeah, we're... It's cancer. It's cancer. We're, we're going to send it off to the labs, but it, it's, it's cancer. And, you know, and, and then we'll deal with... And that's what I'm thinking. We'll just deal with the cancer. So this is, this is what happens. Oh, God. Uh, in the afternoon get a phone call from Tina's mom or a text from Tina's mom and it says this. It's a very simple text. The doctor doesn't, doesn't think it's cancer at all. He's sending it off, but there's, there's a belief that this is not cancer and they're send, it's exactly opposite. Yeah, we're going to send it off, but we don't expect it to come back as cancer. There was a, like, it's a little text about this long, you know, like three, four lines and you're going, holy crap. Like what just happened? Okay, you, so you're faced with all of this stuff that you're like, can, can he heal the blind eyes? Can he heal the lung cancer? Could, does he do stuff like this? And here's, I'm just going to confess what I did. I told Tina, I said, don't, I said don't, don't put that text out to too many people yet. As, I, as it was coming in, I'm walking away and I go, and then I turn around and I think to myself, why did you say that? Why did you say that? Well, because I'm on the edge of the crowd and I'm going, can God really? I, look, I fall in and out of the. I've fallen in and out of the categories of these people. I'm a Mary. I'm a Martha. I'm a disciple. I'm I'm one of the Jews. I fall in and out of all these categories. As the spotlight changes, I have to look at my own heart and go, man, can can 
Couldn't he? Did he? Will he? And I just think this. I, I am going to do that. I do do that. The only way that I get out of that is the Holy Spirit like flicks me in the back That's right. of the ear. That's goes, exactly right. Hey, why did you say that? Right. Don't you know who I am? Don't you remember who? Don't you remember who we are? With together? no condemnation. No condemnation. Like, come on, come on. You believe I can do this, right? And I go, Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. You're fighting. What are we fighting against? Humanity. No, I think we're fighting over lots of stuff. It's like, because if God does these kinds of things, and this is what Jesus was facing all the time, and he says it to them, you know, if I, if these things are really happening, then God has come, and you've got to deal with me. Thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about who? The best friend who tells us how to live in freedom, truth, and love. For more information about him, or the show, you can join us at www.ronandnicksbestfriend.com. And don't forget to subscribe. I think it's great. No, that's there's great stuff there. <laughs>